shadow. You're both sitting in the storm brewing with Akane. They said, yeah, Abaddon will meet us back here later. You wait. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Thirty minutes. An hour. Three hours. Five hours. It is 2 a.m. Her, you've fallen asleep. Akane is terrified. Worried. Abaddon has not come back. Where did she say she'd go? She said she would meet us right outside. I've, I've walked back in and out like 80 times. I don't know where she is. she give you anything? She Any said hints? that she, she'd be here. She said she'd meet us outside. Stay here one second. Look after her. I'm going to take a peek outside. You step outside. It's cold, obviously, but you don't feel that. Yeah. What do you do? Um, I look to my left and my right. I try to see, are there like street lights? Yeah. I try to see if Abaddon is maybe huddled under one of the street lamps. Mm-hmm. Um, Roll me perception. Okay. I shouldn't have said I was asleep, but she would be. 16. Yeah. 16? Mm-hmm. I think you stay for a moment, but the benefit of being on a hill as you look out mm-hmm. is you're able to see a lot of the streets below you. As you peer over all of them, you see a, a gently lit um, set of streets. But what's harsh about some portions is you see an obvious group of some people with torches that are passing through the city. There's maybe five or six different groups that are combing, and all you can see is the light. I, uh, I go back in to the bar and I look at Akane and I see that her is still asleep. Are there patrols that search out for Avians? Um, I don't know of any. Hmm. I think I might know where she is. you want to come follow? Um, sure, um, should we leave her here? I'll, uh, at this point, the, um, 
the bartender yeah. has kind of like come over yeah. and kind of tried to usher you out. Yeah. It's closing time. Closing time. <laughs> I'd say thank I'm sorry for troubles. Uh, we'll be on our way. And I'd scoop her up, kind mm-hmm. of footballing yep. her in my arm. I think yeah. she wakes up and she's just like, hi. Hey. Uh, what are we doing? We're going to go try and find her. I think I know where uh, Abaddon might be. Is she not back yet? No. What the fuck? It's okay. Are you sure it's okay? Because I don't want another Valral situation to happen. I'll wake you up. I'm already up. <clears throat> oh. Um, you can carry me though. I like that. Then we go outside and I wave to the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I'm, when I get outside, um, I point over to where I saw the lights. That's the thing. There was, there's like five different groups oh, there's, all oh, across okay. the city. There's like five separate groups of lights that are combing different streets. What are we looking at? Lights? People? Groups of people mm. with torches searching out mm. something. Oh, um, if you give me like 10 minutes, I can get my bird back and fly around. And I'd look to account, do you have any idea what this is in the city? She looks around and she just says, no. Maybe they did start with some sort of patrol. After today, I'm, I guess, I'm not sure. After the play and everything, it, it didn't feel right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could definitely get my bird. If we don't have to put ourselves in direct danger. If okay. we want. But you have to give me a minute or two. Or ten. Um, you do see one group that is stationary and doesn't seem to be moving. There is like one set of torches larger than sure. the rest that doesn't seem to be moving. I'd uh, put you up on my shoulders, her. No. Um, you don't need to be stationary while doing that, do you? DM, do I need to be stationary? While if you're stationary on someone's shoulders, it's fine. Um, okay. No, but it's going to take 10 minutes, so let's not get in any fights or anything until I can summon the bird. That's fine. I think that might be it over there, where she is. And uh, I'd uh, look to uh, Akane. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to help get you over there? Or do you want to book it over there by yourself? We could also sneak over. If if her says that we have a bird, maybe we wait for that and see if the bird can scout. It's a familiar, right? Yeah. Then yeah, we should do that. Maybe we don't have to become in the middle of all of it. Hmm. I keep yawning, I'm sorry. I'd say we at least walk in that general direction, though. I don't want to... All right. If it really is an anti-Avian patrol, I don't really want to have to go through right. all that again. Right, yes. right. Why don't we sit below this hill, just behind some of those buildings over there? And she kind of points down towards some buildings that kind of line this hill, mm-hmm. those, like, backyards of them that kind of, like, nestle up against the hill where you could probably just sit behind in a bunch of shadow. Sure. Shadow in the shadows. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So I... Yeah, you, you we go over there. For the sake of brevity, mm-hmm. you take 10 minutes resting in these shadows. Mm-hmm. Her. Yes. You are able to re-summon a bird. 
What does this bird look like? Um, it's a violet-backed starling. So it is a bird with beautiful purple plumage. Its head, its back, and its wings are all like this really nice purple color, and its underbelly is white. It's about as big as like a robin would be. Mm -hmm. um, and it is distinctly the... Hey, hi, robin. It is distinctly <laughs> the same color as um, Valros's purple hair tips. It flutters out of your hands as you open them. She says, hi, bunny. We got work to do. And she, like, sort of lifts it up into the air, and it starts flying. It starts flying away. Uh, do you control it? I look through its special bird eyes. You look through its eyes. And we go and you stick out. Start controlling it. I can cast spells again, guys. Finally. You take the bird. Mm -hmm. You fly up into the air. As you do so, the patrols, you can see them now. They're Levitican soldiers holding torches, walking through the city, knocking on doors. Huh. The one that you see that has the larger amount of torches is a stationary group of soldiers. They're blocking off an alleyway. What do you do? Um, I'll, like have the bird hop on top of a building that like overlooks the alleyway and mm -hmm. like scoot along the edge okay. and like preen itself a little bit to make it look real. Okay. You look into the alleyway. There are torches kind of lining the alleyway now. It is very well lit as they have been kind of affixed to the walls. As you look down, you see on your left side, there is a large piece of graffiti on the wall. Mm. You see, like, it used to say something maybe, like, mildly different. Yeah. But at this moment, it says lost souls. But Oof. it looks like many of the other words have been covered up by an extremely rapid growth of moss. All right. Additionally, on one of the letters, the S of Lost Souls, you see a large blood stain that has been dripping down the side of the bricks. You see pipes laying in the center of the alleyway. And about 20 feet from the edge of the entry where all of the guards are, you see two crumpled bodies that look like they hit the ground extremely hard. It looks like they are two 16 to 17 year old boys. Holy shit. Good to know. That doesn't tell me where Abaddon went, though. No. Nope. Um, but I'm gonna have the bird hop on the wall and, like, fly backwards from the wall that the boys were dropped off of. They, it, they were not dropped off this wall. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh, this okay. is way too hard for dropping off the side of the wall. Oh, 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 uh.
I'll put my sight back into my person. No. Before you do, roll oh. me a perception check. Roll something for the first time this session? Fuck yeah. Sorry, you've been talking a lot, so I don't know. <laughs> That's all I do. That's all this game is, is talking. It's a drama. Oh, it's not that good. Can I re-roll it? Is that your choice? Yeah. To, is that one of your things? Yeah. yeah, do it. Oh, much better. Okay. Nice. It went from a five to an 18. Nice. Um, 22. You hear one of the guards down below just say, all the way up there, and he points into the sky. directly above I'm like legit frozen in fear by the way holy fuck and, and then my sight my senses go back mm -hmm. uh, her hands start shaking she just says I think I know what happened where is she look at me Abaddon murdered brutally teenage boys brutally dropped them from way up high. Okay. Where is she? I don't know. But do we want to get caught up in that? Do we want to get caught up in that again? I've got caught up in worse. What happens if they catch us again? They're going to take you back to Vintna and what's he going to do? I'm going to look at Akane. Akane is just staring at you wide-eyed. For the sake of your political career, I'm going to ask you once right now. Is this something that you want to move forward in and put yourself in? I think Akane, as you ask them this question, they just kind of sit down on the grass and they just say, uh, I don't know. It's okay if you don't. I, I don't know. I understand. Why do other people's shitty decisions always have to drag us in the middle of it? Why can't we just be left alone? I don't. Uh, Why do people have to be so my fucking hand stupid? Over her mouth. Fuck. Sorry. Um. So it's more like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they are looking for a viance, it might not be the best that you are a part of this. They don't look like an Avian divine. They can tell. There's devices. That's fair. I remember the one that you used. Shut up. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to go back. And I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be separated from you. There's nothing to go back to. I don't want to ruin whatever future we have because somebody else decided to murder some kids. It was a conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin this for us. We're finally at a place where we can relax and... What if she didn't murder them? They were dropped from... I heard the gods say they were dropped from way up high in the sky. There were no buildings there that were that tall. There was moss over some vine slurs. There was blood on the wall. There were bodies of crumpled children. Would I know of potentially other people in the Nachtwander who could do similar things? Roll me a history check. 
Ah, a four. <laughs> you know that the Nachtwandra are very esoteric in their in their ability, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not really their style to do something like this. Like, if the Nachtwandra were going to do something like this, the mm-hmm. bodies would be gone as a part of the killing. Okay. It wouldn't. There would not be any leftovers. Okay. Gotcha. I don't want to do it again. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I looked at everything there. It is a very obvious scene. I mean, I'm guessing what happened was people were doing graffiti, making fun of Avians. I'm guessing Abaddon found them. She got upset. They started making fun of her. It escalated to the point of violence. Because they're boys. They're little teenage boys and they're going to make stupid decisions because that what they do. that's what they do. And Abaddon probably got pushed too far and then did something stupid. And do we have any way of contacting her? If I had the message or sending spell, I could. But I can't. I could keep looking with the bird. But it's possible that she's in her pocket dimension. And we don't have access to that. I would be willing to hedge my bets that she's probably in a pocket dimension. Uh, do, do, do you have the crane? Um, th- does the crane work across across those things? It works for my brother. Maybe then, maybe, right? Oh no, I don't know. I don't, I don't. We could get Sorry. your brother, wait. Your brother said that your brother found us. Yes. So he could probably find Abaddon, right? I, potentially, he was in contact with her. Then... Could you talk to your brother? I feel like I would have had that piece of paper yeah. crumpled up underneath one of my pauldrons. Yeah. So I take it out into the paper mm-hmm. crane and I unfold it. Yeah. Um, is there anything on the inside or is it just blank paper? It's blank for you right now. Yeah. Okay. I hand you my writing pen and or quill depending on how high fantasy we are. Um. I grab it. Whatever you want. <laughs> um, and then I start scribing on there. Um, Glad. We don't know where Abaddon is. I know that you were in contact with her. And it seems as though she's in a great deal of trouble. Please uh, help her and us. We're in danger. I, we're in danger. And then I give her back the, the writing utensil. And then I carefully try and fold up the paper. As you I, write it and you remove the utensil and you start to try and fold it, mm-hmm. it automatically oh, I just folds hands off. up into a crane itself. And it starts flying away. And then it dissolves into nothing. It's off. As you release this crane, your hopes lie in Galad. Your conversation slows. Your emotions do not. We pull away. We watch the crane. We take a moment. Our scene shifts. We watch as now we focus on 
an island floating in the middle of the air, an upside-down mountain. There are windmills along the entire edge of it, a tower strong in the center. We pull in, and as we do so, closer and closer to the tower, we watch the crane rematerialize as it starts flying down. We watch a gauntleted hand grab the crane. Galat receives your message. What actions he takes with it, only time will tell. Abaddon, you sit atop the outer rim of Storm Brewing. It's nighttime. You check the stars above you. They still beam down. It's familiar at this point, at least. You're alone. What's going through your head? Um, kind of a disconnect. Hmm. Um, I feel a little too superior because I'm not a cog in this machine that I'm now keenly aware of, but I, I feel so separated from all of the people I see kind of moving like in an ant farm. Like it's, Like vertigo is the mm-hmm. right word for mm-hmm. it. I am in desperate need of regrounding. Sure. Um, fresh air is almost suffocating, if that makes sense. Yeah. There is a familiarity to kind of like dank, moist air from inside the underdark or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um Everything is new and foreign, and my teeth are itchy, and everything is happening, and I do ever. Yeah. Um, If it's okay, uh, I I feel like the best way for Abaddon to reground and recenter is maybe go for a walk, maybe just like re assimilate through the people in um, the town we're in. Sure. What do you do? Um,. I'm going to head back inside and out the front door of the storm brewing okay. and just kind of make my way through, maybe taking, taking the back roads to see the stragglers and catch more of the conversation. I, wanna, I really want to humanize the people around me. I want to hear their mm-hmm. conversations and understand that they're just people. Like, I desperately need to feel like the world is bigger than just me right now. Right, yeah. Okay. As you get to the streets... You start, you start walking. Um, 
people are leaving the center of town, the festival. Once again, you feel like you kind of, um, you get a better grip on, on this kind of like grounded feeling. You see people walking away with children back to houses on the outskirts of town. You, you kind of take a moment to just absorb it. You lean against a, a, a building just to kind of maybe not necessarily watch them directly, but kind of feel them as they pass by, right? This happens a couple times, you know, families moving around, um, people excited, maybe a little bit drunk coming back from the party, but it's nice. It's good to feel them like that. The day is definitely darkened and the energy quells as you walk further away from the center of the city. You look up towards the sky and you see the stars again. They glow above you with an incredible mystical luminance. Holes poked with astral needles as the weaver of the world sews the night sky back together. It's beautiful. You continue walking, taking in the relaxing moments of the night passing street by street. No one's really giving you any looks, as you thought they might, but then again, the amount of people thins more and more as you walk into the reaches of the city. Up ahead of you, as you're walking down a road, you hear snickering and mischievous commotion coming from an alley. The street you are on is dimly lit, and the alley itself even more so. A damp, ten-foot-wide corridor between two small apartments lays itself as an entrance to this passage of mischief. Small bits of trash are scattered on the ground, each forgotten or ignored by whoever keeps the rest of Equus's streets clean. What do you do? Um, if I can, I'd like to open um, about the size of a quarter mm-hmm. a portal near where I hear the commotion yeah, and near my ear to hear better without oh, getting sure. closer. Yeah. Um, you open a portal there. Um, it's odd. Like, it's it's a very weird scenario, but you, like, plug your right ear and you put one next to your left ear. It's basically like you you just form, like, a like a circle with your, your left hand and a portal appears between uh, your fingers as they form a circle. And the other circle portal ends up on the opposite side of the street you put that next to your um next to your ear go ahead and roll me a stealth check eight eight that's really good uh as you you put this portal next to this this alleyway you hear um you hear a little bit of this conversation and you hear this this maybe like it's a younger voice but it's not like young young it's like maybe like in the in the teens kind of like 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 a boy's voice has just dropped the octave right uh and it's this very like no 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 a little bit more there and you hear this kind of commotion about making something um, can I peek my head around the corner where they are to try to see it? Because I, my curiosity. Do is you the best do thing. you walk by the the alleyway, or do you like 
peek your head around the corner or like what is the strategy for this? How stealthy are you trying to be? Um, well, before I walk the corner, I'm actually going to turn and the portal that I had my ear to, I'm going to yeah. see if I can look through it like a looking glass. Yeah. Um, and if I can't see anything through it, then I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to walk by and kind of glance my okay. head to the side super casually. Sure. Like I haven't been listening to what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, looking into the alley, you see a couple of human teenagers, maybe 16 or 17, and they're tagging the wall with prestidigitation. Um, they enchant the brick surfaces to write in large font, lost souls have no home here. They don't seem to have noticed you yet. Um, I'm going to walk towards them down mm -hmm. the alley. Uh, you, you, as you start walking, one of them turns around and they kind of like look around in this very nervous 16 year old boy trying to tag something and is terrified. Oh no, I'm all for vandalism. Right. What's it? But, but they do that because they're paranoid, obviously. And they turn around and one of them just looks at this portal and they just go, what the fuck is that? And they poke their friend on the shoulder and they just go, what the hell? And they see your eye peeking through the portal and they kind of back up and they start walking down the, the alleyway. I'm going to drop the portal. Okay. Um, it disappears. It almost feels like they start to pick up pace as the portal goes away. Um, I'm going to start kind of walking towards what they were tagging because I do. I want to see it in yeah. real life if I can. Yeah. You, you start walking towards the alleyway, and as you turn the corner, you see that they're about halfway down the alley. The shadows cascade down very harshly into where they are. Obviously, you know, it's it's lit along the streets here, but not to the extent where all the alleyways are lit as well. You see these silhouettes just into the shadow a little bit. Maybe like half of their body is covered in shadow and the other half you can see these kind of like mildly dirty um, pants, um, some relatively nice shoes. Um, but you see them standing there still, kind of like looking back towards the entryway of the alley. And as you turn the corner, you just hear, oh fuck, dude, it's a Levick, scram! And they just run to the opposite end of the alleyway. Um, I'm gonna kind of sneer because they ran away and yeah. my mind of me. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna keep going. I just, I wanna see what the tag looks like in yeah. real life. You turn the corner and in these like really big blocky letters, it says, lost souls have no home here. And the big L from lost is the Levitican L. Um, I'm gonna walk up to it, put my hand on the wall and overgrow with moss and just foliage so you cannot see the Levitican L at all. Yeah. And it's just gonna say, um, when I'm done with it, if it can, if it can just say lost souls and that's it. Mm. These kids, as they've run away, they let you have a couple minutes here. Roll, roll perception for me. Another banger. 18. You are taking a moment. You just 
you re-graffiti this graffiti, and it just says, Lost Souls. As you look around after you do this, you notice down the alleyway there are two heads that are poking out from beyond the corner of the alley. One of them tries to get into the center of the walkway and turn back and look at what you're doing. You have your hand up against the wall. Um, and they look and they just say, the, the boy who said the scram and everything, he tur- turns back to you. You see a silhouette one more time. He's slightly taller than the other one. So there's an easy discernation that you can have mm-hmm. there. He just looks back at you and just says, "What are you, what are you doing?" There are lost souls everywhere. It does not matter if you don't have a place for them here. They start stepping back towards you. This one does specifically. The other one seems a little trepidatious, but this one specifically, almost confidently, starts walking up. What, you're you're not defending them, are you? The Avians? You speak so harshly about people I'm sure you've never met. What are you talking about? They had the entire play today. Avians are... All I've ever heard about them is that they destroy people and from Leviticus. And you get your knowledge from a play. What? It's not just plays. I hear it from everybody who's seen them. I had friends who were destroyed by Medulla. Then I've had friends destroyed by Warforged, yet they marched the streets. Do you think the Yavians care about you? You think, you think that, you think that it's going to be fine? Like, if you come over here and you ungraffiti our graffiti, if you come over here, you think the Avians are going to like you for that? Do you talk about them like they're of one mind? I've never... It is my understanding they are a race like you and me, are they not? All they sound like is dangerous to me. Did I'm I... sorry. I don't like my friends being killed. And I don't like mine being killed either. Don't misunderstand me. If you speak against Avians, you will answer to me for it. Watch your tongue, child. The shorter one approaches and just peeks his head out of the shadow. The taller one is inching towards you more and more, having this conversation more confidently. The shorter one says... Hey, hey, wait, Cap- Captain Longinus said that they could be anywhere or anyone. And they both turn towards you, and the boy that was once this incredibly confident kid, his, like, expression just, like, kind of drops. And he just says to his other friend, very quietly, a whisper, why don't you go ahead and roll me another perception check? Twenty. 
But not a natural 20. No, that's good. You hear him whisper to his friend, we need to go get the guards. What if we found one? I don't think you need to go anywhere. The second boy starts to get this, like, confidence in him. They, he finds this, like, this um, length of metal pipe on the ground, and he picks it up. And he hands one to his other friend as well. And he says, you're, you're going to come with us to the guards. If you're a Vian, we have a responsibility to turn you in. You have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That's, with yes. your metal pipe. Yes. And he holds it in front of him in an obviously trained sword stance. Uh, I'm going to flip my cloak so you can see the obsidian sword on my hip. Okay. You're going to take me he, to the guards. He stands there shuddering and he just says, it's our duty to do that. You know nothing about what you claim to defend. The boy that is that started to basically threaten you the first time uh, and get upset at you, he grabs the metal pipe from the second one and he brings it over into this very, uh, this very aggressive stance. And he, um, you know what? I want you to roll initiative. 15. Abaddon, this one starts very obviously charging at you with this metal pipe. The taller boy does. What are you doing? Can I open a portal in front of him and one behind me so he slams into the wall? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. So you take your action, and the first thing that happens is you <laughs> portal open, and he just... Boom! Slams into the wall. Uh, the moss is uh, covering most of his impact, but he slams into the the wall that says "Lost Souls." And as he does so, you hear this as the as his forehead slams into the bricks, uh, and you just see him pull away and kind of dazedly uh, recoil back from the wall. As he looks back towards it, there is this blood stain that has just like come off of the front of his forehead. As he has now this this. Uh, large scrape at the front of his head. He was going full speed uh, and he just kind of recoils back and um, actually, you know what? Yeah, he falls over uh, and he kind of sits back against the, the brick and he drops his pipe in kind of a daze. The second one looks at you and he just goes, holy shit. And he turns and starts running away. Can I open a portal in front of him and put him behind me so he, as he's running away, would come back into the alley so I am between him and the way out of the alley yeah. as he's running? Yeah. Okay. But he's, I'm not angling him towards a wall. He shouldn't hit anything. Sure, yeah. He starts running away, um, and you can do that on your turn. The he He's running, and this number, <laughs> the taller kid, uh, is standing back up. During his his uh, action, he stands up and he re-grabs the pipe. He tries to look around and discern his situation. He is definitely dazed, right? And he just looks at you and he just goes, oh God, what have I, oh God. 
and he just starts kind of stumbling around, and he starts trying to walk by you out of the alley. Um, not like he's very aware that if you wanted to, he, you could stop him, but he just starts trying to walk away. Um, and that brings us back to you opening your portal at the end of the alley, pulling the other guy back towards you. You once again summon a portal at the end, and he is now running directly at you with your um, with the portal that you summon in front of you. You are controlling the flow of this battle with your portals. What does that look like when he steps through the second portal? Um, I stand in the middle of the alley facing him. Mm-hmm. Um, my sword clearly visible and my, uh, say my right hand grabbing it on mm-hmm. my hip, not removing it yeah. from its holster, but holding it, um, just glaring at them. Mm-hmm. Huh. What happened to that patriotism from a minute ago? That hatred of a violence. How's that getting you? The one that is the one that is running towards you uh, unwillingly. He looks at you and he just says, "Whether we're here or not, the guards are going to get you." I've done nothing to you. You have hurt yourselves. He looks over towards the graffiti and he just says. That's not how it looks like from my end. And he points towards the blood stain on the wall. Your friend colliding his forehead with the wall was not on me. You say things like you're the high and mighty. You know what? Let's see you summon a portal with your hand. He what can you takes do? takes the pipe and he throws it at you. Uh, make, uh, I'm going to make an attack roll. Uh, oh shit, that is terrible. Uh, he. Can I knock it away with my hand? If he misses really hard, which he might, um, let me ch- let me check my attack dam or my modifiers. Uh, doesn't eight hit your AC? It doesn't. Okay, it flings towards you, and it as you uh, as you see it come towards you, you just take your hand and you glance it away. He just starts sprinting back the other direction again. The first boy, the taller one, uh, you hear him heave as he slams the pipe down from behind you. And that is going to be a 19 to hit on that one. Okay, 19 does hit. Uh, Yeah, it's gonna be seven damage from the bludgeoning as he just hits the back of your head with this pipe, uh, trying to distract you as his friend runs away. Um, I'm going to open another portal mm-hmm. and keep them from leaving the alley. Keep okay. putting them behind me. Okay. As you, uh, as he does that, he just screams out, guards! And you just hear, uh, you hear that other one get teleported back into the front of you. Uh, as you are trying to do um, basically uh, crowd control, the second boy is trying to run away again. He screams back to his friend, I can't leave, I can't, they won't let me leave. You don't leave until you apologize. You hear another heave come from behind you, natural 20 from the first boy. As this pipe cracks into the back of your skull. Ah! Uh, That is going to be a, oh shit. Uh, That's gonna be 15 bludgeoning damage. 
I rolled maximum damage on my on my dice roll. You hear him say one more time, another shriek, guards! And he just turns back to you and he says, if you don't let me go, I'm going to kill you. Shut up! And I'm gonna open a portal below him and open it uh, about as high up in the air as I can. Okay. In the alley still. Okay. And just drop him. Okay. You hear him say, if you don't let me go, I'm gonna kill you. And he drops straight through the ground and maybe 300 feet in the air. As he starts falling at terminal velocity. Do you open any other portals or does he just collide? I do not help him. Slams into the ground. His body crumples into nothingness. I immediately turn and square up to the other one. Uh, you see the, uh, the him fall, hit the ground. It's in the middle of you and the shorter boy. This kid crumples onto the ground and is extremely obviously dead. You see his friend look at you and he just goes, I'm already dead. And he starts running again. You don't leave until you apologize. And I throw him back in the corner again. Okay, he uh, starts running and he slams back wherever you put him, back into this corner. He stops running. He turns around. He says, everything they said was true. Nothing they said was true. You're a monster. I am not. And he starts running again. I'm going to drop him too. You hear this huff like this huffing and heaving coming from the street behind as you just hear boots coming from behind you see another portal above you 300 feet as the second boy hits the ground if you I- hear you hear muttering from behind you just this god did you, did you see that what happened and they just start running into the area that you're at. Um, I'm going to turn around, uh, and then I'm going to drop through the ground into uh, Abaddon's little pocket dimension. You move into the pit. You drop the portal. You see the last thing with your eyes that you see as you enter into the pit is... A set of feet, Levitican guards, heading through into this alleyway. And you hear someone just say, Oh, God. No! And they both scurry over to the kids. And you leave. And you sit somewhere in the pit. What does that look like for you? Um, it looks like Abaddon, uh, I'm sitting uh, with my legs crossed in front of me in the middle of that that lake, that pool in front of the door. I've grown the foliage up from underneath me on that ground and I'm just sitting there and meditating because mm-hmm. that I, I feel so much rage and hate for them that I need a minute to make sure that that is not all I feel. Yeah because I do not feel bad for doing that. And I think a better person would. 
but I stand by my actions today and I know I'm going to have to defend them. Mm. You take a moment. You feel the rage. And I think we pull away, watching Abaddon sit in the center of this pool, in this place where she feels most comfortable. And that's it. Bandak, Val, Lilith. You stand two bodies, guards, Verograsians, next to you. One beyond the ice wall that stands beneath the ceiling that you are currently under. That one is Nefreya's. Orion passed out to the side of you. Arno limping with Val. Lilith, incorporeal. What are you all doing? I am looking through the uh, corpses of the two guards to see if there's anything valuable that we might be able to use. Yeah, roll me perception check. That would be 12. Okay. Uh, 12 is good enough. Um, you find th the two main things that each of them have. They both have a Frostbrand sword. So each sword that they have does a D8 plus their modifiers and then an extra D6, right? So each of them has a Frostbrand sword. Every single guard has a Frostbrand sword, right? Um, as you grab it, it's odd because it's not forged. It looks like it's grown. Hmm you start to realize this isn't a normal sword. This has been carved down from a spine of a frost dragon that has been plucked from its crown and given to a creature with a handle on it. Additionally, you find a thermal cube on each of them. Um, basically, if you have the thermal cube on you, at all times you cannot be affected by anything that inhibits you due to coldness. I am looking around and giving one to Arno. Okay, yes. Arno takes it and he's like, oh, that feels nice. Oh, thank you. Um, I am keeping one for myself. Good. I good. think that's fair. Lilith's going to pipe up and say, um, our friend Orion, that's his name, mm -hmm. uh, he's still very naked. I can't help but notice. Could we put one of these furry coats on him? Mm -hmm. Could we? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. They are, you know, covered in some blood, but better than being naked. Oh, exactly. I'll prestidigitate yeah. it. Okay. Off. All okay. of that just wicks off, and you grab the large bear uh, pelt coat, and you wrap Orion in that. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, Bondog was carrying Orion. Mm -hmm. That okay. is correct. Arno is able to walk enough that he's not too much of a hassle for you to to walk around with Val. However, 
I'm not sure of what the angle is. I don't know where you're going. What are you doing? What's happening? You heard a dragon yeah. land. Two guards came down. The we, light still streaks in from the stairwell that's above you. What are you all we, doing? We got to get out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan. Um, I will remember something and say, wait. And then I will run across the atrium yep. as quick as my little feet will carry me to the room that I met with Demia in. Because I remembered the back of it is blown out. Mm-hmm. You go over to that doorway, and you see nothing in the doorway or in in the back of it. The doorway is kind of like a it's a big doorway, mm-hmm. right? It's a door made by whatever explosion occurred here, right. right? You don't see anything beyond it. However, you do see frost and snow have caked the um, first maybe three or four feet of the inside lip of this room. Okay, Bandag. Orval, one of you, one of you bigger. Come help me, come. I want to see how steep this mountain is. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll head in. Help me. Okay. You, um, uh, yeah, Arno and you can hobble in. Um, Bondog, are you you going as well? I am following. Okay. Um, You may uh, both go in there, and as you do so, you observe this large room. This It looks like this was an underground altar of some type where people might have held some sort of religious ceremonies or something like that. Um, however, it is, it is old, like much older than the newer interior from upstairs. Um, along the wall, or along the, the sides here, you see these huge glass tanks that looked like they once carried this liquid. If you look at the base of them, there is still some of the liquid in it, this green brackish fluid. Uh, and across the ground, there it looks like at some point there were decaying bodies that left stains in the carpet in here. Along the back wall, the, all of it is blown out, and there is that snow on the lip at the back wall. Can we see the outside? You can, yeah. As you look out, from the back here, you see the Leolel Woods, right? All of the trees that are beyond this space. You see the river, the River Ebaneth, right? Um, from which Ebonvale gets its name, right? Um, there is uh, most of the world beyond that is visible to you, though it does look as though it has started snowing. How high up are we? You look down and, pff, gosh, the fall is like 200 feet. Fuck. Well, there goes that idea. How how far away is the forest? The forest is maybe about a half mile. But we can't get down. How do how do we get out? Uh, aren't there any chance you prepped Featherfall? I prepped bath spells. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were alive until this morning. Uh, well, I also did not prep Featherfall, so that's not going to work. There's right. no way to climb over? It's too steep? Um, maybe it, if we had climbing gear and some time. We could descend, maybe, but I, it's a very far fall. I don't want to go upstairs. There's a dragon up there. How, how far is it down? 200 feet down. Half a mile to the woods. The river is beneath you, and the... Um, the rest of this kind of like, uh, you know, tilled land is about, a, it's a circle around the fallen mountain, but it's about a half mile away. Was that 20d6? We'd be fine. 
Right, we're fine. Whatever you want, man. Do what you want. Just keep in mind that massive damage is half of your life. <laughs> nah, yeah, fine. twice as I've much. I got twenty HP. Yeah, your yeah. maximum HP twice as much as that, and you just instantaneously die. Uh, yeah, I think I think upstairs is really our only bet, unless <sighs> you've got the trick up that stone. He says to Batak. Wow. <laughs> Do you know anyone? Can I go get help? Um, I mean, I know. Uh, you've you've met everyone I basically know in town that would be useful. You hear boots stomping yeah, above look, you. We, we don't go. have much time. No. A decision has to be made whether we are going to attack our way out of here. Uh, I, 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 uh, hold on. Val, take me back to the guards. Oh, okay. I go back to the guards. You limp for a moment. He... Arno gets down onto his hands and knees next to one of the guards. Uh, skulls split. It doesn't seem to bother him nearly as much this time as uh, he's probably in some serious shock right now. Um, but as he bends down and grabs something from them, you see him pull away this silver rope on their hips, and he hands it to you. What? What is this? You just see this huge bundle of silver rope. He just says, oh. it's like some I have some rope. Oh, that's... I don't know. Maybe it's useful. Can we climb? How did he cast the wall of ice? Is this... And he point... Or he pointed to the... And then he remembers Bandag took the swords. Swords. The swords let you cast wall of yes, ice? Yes, yes, yes. What else do they do? They do. I mean, it's cold. It's very cold. How big was the wall of ice that they made? It's 30 feet long. Can we make a slide? How much, I'm gonna, quickly, I'm gonna run, get Arno back into the other room yeah. and see how much rope we have. Uh, you have about a uh, 100 feet of rope, 50 feet each. Halfway. Halfway, make a slide. You all hear as some boots start to descend the spiral staircase. We gotta staircase. do it now. Let's do it. We gotta go. Um, the doors behind you, the large heavy metal ones, you could, you might be able to close them, but like that'll only buy you time. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll close them. Right, they're huge. Like Bondag, it, it, Bondag only could yeah. could, could yeah. close them. Yeah. Okay. Bondag, roll me a uh, athletics check or athletics. Yeah, athletics check. Yeah. God bless it. 13. 13. Uh, I would say it takes you some time. Athletics? Uh, uh, plus seven? Yeah, oh, you rolled six. Six. Oh, six. Oh, I thought it was yeah. a nine. It was bad. I was like, uh, <laughs> I watched it and I was like, that's <laughs> a single digit. That uh, was a roller coaster of a roll. I know. Guys. I was like, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, at well. Um, Bandag, you move over. Um, you start heaving at the door, and it just will not budge. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you probably could if you kept working at it, but it would take you some time to get it closed. You guys get down. I will keep them at bay. Bandag, you can't. Oh, I don't like that. No, if if anything, you guys should get down, and I will go talk to Veraglossian, because I can be a ghost. And they have answers that I need anyway. Let's do something. Okay. I will take off the cut and I will hand it to Lilith. Okay. God. Lilith, you become corporeal as Val hands you a cut. Do not die. I won't die. <laughs> and he, he points to himself and goes, <laughs> I hate you. Um, can I make myself look less ghosty? No. Once okay. you are incorporeal, you are incorporeal, you are ethereal, you are semi-translucent. Okay. Yes. 
Bandag, can you climb with Orion? Yes. Okay. Uh, but I can also stay here. And I can't carry anyone. <sighs> Bandag, are you still closing the door? No. Okay, you move away from and, it. And yes. I will go out and I will be like, it is I, Baros Visago. <laughs> there are people descending the stairs currently, and you go out and you start screaming this, and they go, what? And they start t- going back up the stairs. Okay. I was like, I bought you some time. Uh, all right. What are you two doing? Lilith Bandog. I think our best bet is to climb out the giant hole in the wall. Mm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Arno just looks at you both and just says, we all have to be on the same page. Make a decision now. I can go incorporeal. I can get down myself. What are we doing? Yes, we're going down. Okay. Um, he grabs the rope and he just starts trying to find an anchor on the side of the of the the cliff. Um, he just is. He's having a very fucking rough time walking around. I though. am tying. Uh, I, I'm I'm pushing him to the ground. Okay. I am going to tie the rope around him uh, in a harness fashion. Okay. And I am uh, uh, tying rope number two mm-hmm. to that one. Yep. Uh, in as tight of a hitch as I can. To Orion. To no. To Arno's rope. Okay. 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 And uh, I'm, understood. I'm going to start lowering him, him yeah. down. Okay. Okay. Arno is uh, basically. Wait, wait. Give him a sword so he can make more ice. Yes. I'm okay. Him one of my you, he, you hand him one of the swords and he starts using it to kind of belay off the side of the wall mm-hmm. as you lo- start lowering him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Orion, you've just laid him down near one of the, the sides of the room. Um, there are people that have just gone back upstairs. You hear <laughs> this rumbling happening from upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val, what are you doing? Uh, I am making my way up and I will start <laughs> Walking you start. Up the stairs. Oh, you you like? Are you, pre- are you pretend walking, or yes. are you like ascending I'm pretend, to the I'm center? Okay. okay, okay, okay. Are you okay. oogie boogie boogieing these guards right now? <laughs> I am oogie boogieing these guards. Right spooky go, spooky. <laughs> Lilith, what are you doing? Um, I am going to grab the other sword. Yep. And I'm going to hand Bandag my cut. Yep. And I'm going to go incorporeal, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the sword. Oh, I can't use it. Nope. Shit. It's not going to work. Nope. It's not going to work. What I don't know. Doing? I'm fucking useless. You right hear now. this rumbling start to increase <laughs> from upstairs. Okay, give me that cut back. Give me, give me it back. How do I do this, Arno? How do I do this? Help me. Arno is fifty feet down the cliff. I'm yeah. <laughs> Arno, how do I do this sword? I can't hear you. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, um, you just hear Arno go, oh, and then he's quiet. Oh, no. Okay. Um, you hear this lift, this. <gasps> it's coming from the outside. Arno Fuck. looks up and his eyes are wide. Bandag, you stand at the edge of the cliff, your feet and heels dug into the side. You watch as this huge, gigantic, Titanus dragon expands its wings in a leap off the edge, descending from the outer portions of the church. Its wingspan completely engulfs the sky. The sun becomes nothing underneath the basking of its form. You see it 
flap its wing its wings twice as it flies up into the air and it spirals and turns back downwards towards you. What do you do? I feel so happy. Okay. <laughs> I. Uh, well, good because Lilith is uh, shitting her pants. Uh, <laughs> I am probably as relaxed as I have ever been. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start pulling Arno up back up as fast as I can. Okay. And uh, I'm probably laughing. Okay. You start to pull Arno back up, and you just, you don't hear him. And he is silently being brought back up, this moment of shock, unable to pass beyond the pale of his emotions. And you watch this dragon spin and turn and aim directly for the gap where you are. Arno gets pulled all the way back up, uh, and Orion sits um, along the wall in a swaddled bundle, and you grab Arno. What do you do with his with his form? With Orion or Arno? Arno, the one that you pulled back up, right? Um, he's the he's the tiefling that has the fused knee. I'm and the, flipping and the staff. him. I'm flipping him over me, so I'm between him and the dragon. He slams into the ground between uh, or behind you so that you are interposing. And I say to him, our time has come and I am going to uh, magic missile this bitch. <laughs> okay, okay, holy shit. Right as this thing turns around and starts aiming towards you, Val is walking up the stairs going towards Vedoglassians uh, and you stab your, your uh, axe into the ground face down, and from your axe, out of the base of it, it's almost like this metallic form comes like mercury out of the base of your axe. You hold it in your hand, and it turns to these spiraling stones, and you send them out towards this dragon. Roll me your d4s, boy. Oh my god. We're gonna die. Yes, oh, but fine. it will be a glorious death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear lord. So, three, one, two, six is total of nine because of the plus, uh, plus one to each one you get. As all of these collide into this dragon, you just hear this low as this trail of icy fog emits from her nostrils as she careens down towards you, Bandog. I need you to, well, you know what? Uh... I don't think it's fucking necessary. Do I hear any of this? You hear all of it. Oh. Yeah. You just hear from the stairwell, shit! And <laughs> Val comes floating through to come into that room. You float into the corner, like the upper far corner, right? If you go at an angle, yeah. you're, you make it just about in time to see as Veroglacian <laughs> collides with the edge of this room. You hear, uh, everybody needs to make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, except for Val. I was like, even the ghosty? Nope. Nine. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Bandag holds fast as he stands stalwart and strong. Uh, Lilith, you fall to your knees as the ground shakes underneath you. You hear 
as pieces of rock start to fall from the cliff beneath you, uh, and you see m small pieces from the sides of this room. Uh, Veroglassiant gets here and looks down towards the... <laughs> towards all of you. Um, all of you see the frustrated grimace of the white dragon Veroglassiant staring down at Bandag. Her bright blue eyes draw your attention first, but the thinner scales on her face are semi-translucent, allowing you to see the red arteries and blue veins beneath her skin. Atop her head is a crown of icy thorns descending into a mane of icicles vibrating with restrained malice. Bandag, you recognize the swords that these people have to be the creation of these icy um, pieces from Veroglassiant. The scales along her spine bristle and flare out from her body to shake off loose ice, building up as crystals shatter against the floor. She speaks down towards you, Bandog. Face me with pride, inequitable amount to your treachery. Like rivers break into estuaries and estuaries to the ocean. I know the wills and strengths of all of those that flow into me, and I know when the tides change, and I know when a river runs dry. Come into the light, all of you, and greet me with your unquenchable thirst. I will slake you. That was a lot. Um, I'm Valdos Visago. I think we've met before. <laughs> You're just descending into this like dragon's monologue as you as you come into this this place, uh, and you just see Veroglassian's eyes, not the body. The body the body is aimed at Bandag, right? But you see the eyes aim up towards you, Val, and you hear this low grumbling voice. You. Tenacious one of a tenacious breed. How have you returned? And with returning stolen from me, your presence intrigues me. Your companionship as well. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm here. That's kind of a thing. Um, you see Veroglassiant look over towards Arno May. After all I have offered, May, you repay me with trickery. Ah, uh, that's also on me. I kind of threaten him into helping, so if you're going to be mad at anyone, you should be mad at me. Neither of you could have not wanted for more than what I gave, and still you bite my hand. Are you talking about me? Both of you! You didn't give me anything! While he is distracting her, mm -hmm. I am looking for any place on her underside yeah. that I can grab on and hold on to and just uh, go for a ride with. Okay. Uh, I would say underneath this dragon, you see definitively um, that there is 
Um, there, the, most of the scales are incredibly smooth mm -hmm. underneath this dragon's carapace. However, um, there is a lot of, once again, that top portion has all of those different spines. Mm -hmm. So the undercarriage, you are positive, would not be good for you to grab onto. But okay. the top, the mane, you mm -hmm. could get lodged in the mane very mm -hmm. easily. Um, I think I'm back for unfinished business uh, to stop those that wronged me. Technically, you never wronged me. Nefreya did and Vintner did. Nefreya is no more. Vintner is my next target. You you watch as th there's like this thinning of her eyes as she listens to your words. You hear, You have taken away my most beloved counsel, Vasago. Though in truth, if I were in your place, my wrath would have extended far further for what is taken. I find your actions intentional, if not far too restrained. That's high praise coming from you, I think. Um, yes, uh, she is headless in the other room. Um, Do not confuse my respect for complacency, Vosago. I recognize your trade. You may keep the walking corpse, and the Mayboy will be granted two days. Do not give me reason to measure more of the terms. Um, thank you. Um, do, maybe we can help each other further. I don't think you like beholding a debt to Vintner, and I don't want Vintner alive. Do you know of his whereabouts or where he took my friends? As you ask this, Veroglassiant narrows her eyes and crouches down before Bandag, stretching out her arms. Do you wish to wage war, Orc? Lilith is in the corner shaking her head furiously at Bondok. No, 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 no. I will no. defend my friends at all costs. You send missiles toward me before knowing my intent. I have played by the rules of your kind for longer than is acknowledgeable. I have spent too much, given too much time to your people and their trades, their politics. You come to me, and the first thing you do is what of my kind would do, attack and leave. Why are you so small of mind and respect? I was speaking your language. Roll me a persuasion or intimidation check, your choice. Mm. You may use either your intelligence or your strength or your persuasion. Oh my Ooh. god. Intelligence, strength, or persuasion. Oh, intelligence or strength. Two, 17 plus four. Yeah, oh. all right. She looks down at you and she just says, then we shall use terms of your people to equivalate. And she brings a claw to your cheek and she just gashes down the side of your face. You feel your skin 
peel away. You take a total of nine damage as she scrapes skin off of your face. And she says, no, we have traded. Mother's kiss for mother's kiss. (laughs) To you. Why? Why continue a plight towards those weaker? You know, coming back from the dead is no easy feat. I see that your friend has given you skill. And he, sorry, she gestures over towards Orion and returns back with the small girl and the metal machine. Weak in comparison. Why continue to see them? Why continue to drive? forward um because they give me the strength to be this you all of you colonies like ants parasites requiring each other to be strong break from your chains why do you need them to be what you truly can be why are you playing by our rules Does it look like I have equivalents, Vasago? Does it look like those near me are of the same rank as me? No, but you must be intimidated by something, or why wouldn't you just attack the city? I come here, and I take all of this in good faith, because... I want to look at all of you, and I want you all to see me playing your games. She looks back down and says, My kind does not take well. And after the release of the dragons in the past few years, many of them are looking for places of residence. Look at all of you, small creatures, great in power. But together, you are great. If I am gone, what is to occur? Do you wish to see my siblings move towards your city and battle against it for its taking? How many people have I killed for my position? Few. How many buildings have I destroyed? How many people currently stand in a position of hatred towards me? Very few. What wanton destruction have I raptured? I assure you, it is far less than any of my kind might bring. I have played by the rules of your games to make fair trades for my position here. Do you think another of my kind would do the same, would offer you kindness in this way? No. Do you think my positioning for a standing army is out of want for conquest? No, thief! I am protecting my horde. It just so happens that my horde is unique. 
in that it includes the people of this city. And no one will take them from me, especially not another of my kind, unwilling to become what I have made myself. Know that my kind does not often quarrel over layers, but we do often fight over our fallen kin's possessions. As you query yourself about dismantling what I have built, ask yourself the question, do you rather the dragon you know, or the one you do not? My dear Veroglacianth, um, I'm not looking to dismantle what you've made. I agree. Um, you have been amazingly generous. Um, the fact that you are here to protect is good, but you've even said in your um, little tangent there that you see and respect the power when we come together. Maybe not that we have to come together to do it, but you, by playing our games, have joined in that power. My friends mean much to me. They are like my horde. And I will do anything to protect them and keep them. You see this kind of like look of recognition when you call them your horde, right? I think as you say that, it's like terminology, right? Mm -hmm. It's like translation in a way. There is an emotional tether to what mortals have made that word in reference to dragons, mm -hmm. right? To a dragon, a horde is a, a an amount of possessions things that they care about because they have assigned worth to them, right? Mm -hmm. And and these this is what this is what mortals have given to dragons. It's not necessarily the amorphous understanding of what a horde is really to a dragon is really imperceptible because mm -hmm. it's tied to their being, right? Mm -hmm. But as you say that, there's almost a translation of intent that you give them through the usage of the word. And and as you say that, they look down, but they relax their shoulders in a way. Veroglasiant leans down to you, Bandag, and says, Return to the middle of the room or face more. Do not be posturing towards me. We are not enemies anymore unless you intend it. I'm going to turn to uh, Valros and look to see what he says or what he does. I nod. I will turn around and move to the center of the room. As you look for validation towards Valros, mm -hmm. she just says, Your horde grows, young one. Speak your mind. Play not games. Be not, be not tangential. Many of your kind wish to come to me and say things coated in honey. They wish to with my intent to what they desire with words that meet not their true intent. Speak to me. What do you want? I want Vintner dead and my friends back. Vintner has done me a great service. 
the wolf in, how do I say this, a loyal dog to his country, and because his country is in desire of finding allies, a loyal dog to me. But what happens if that country decides they don't want you anymore? Is he loyal to you or loyal to them? I have known the answer to this question for very long. But if I am to play games of politics, I have learned that making the first move is unwise. You're right. Spur to intent, Vintner, and I will retaliate. Mm -hmm. But only if I can use plausible reasoning for showing a defense. Well, if I remove him, no one has to know it was you. They don't know you helped me. They don't know you're involved in any way. As far as anyone's concerned, I hate you. Then you don't owe a debt. The double agent lapdog is gone. You continue your horde here. She looks over at you, Lilith. Her head, as it turns, it's fucking freezing. It's like this massive amount of wind pierces towards you. You smell of death. Where do you come from? Why do you look as you do? Why do you lie? I'm not lying. Lies in lies. Keep still, your minions, Vasago. Tell her to speak the truth to me. Um. What do I say? Why does your visage betray you? I don't see why that's any of your business. <laughs> she immediately regrets that sentence. Veroglossian <laughs> kind of looks over at Bondog and Valros and just says, Val smiles. <laughs> this one is worth a trade. They are not good to follow you. Liars are not welcome in my horde. Why are they welcome in yours? Um, I think it depends on the lie. And what might come across as a lie to one person can be a truth to another. She turns back to you, Lilith. Main bristling. You watch as like these icicles shift and clang against each other as she turns. Her arms adjusting. Validate your lie. Now. I've done nothing to you. Validate your lie. Tell me why you are the way you are, or why you do not wish to tell me. 
Because I am guilty. Of what? So many things. I could not save them. You... You smell like him. She nods over towards Orion, and she says, Where do you hail from? Where is your home? Nowhere close. <laughs> Omission is equivalent. Tell me. Do you have to be so scary? Um, you are not the biggest, baddest thing I have ever faced, thank you. Um, a lance of frost emits through the ground towards you as the ground starts to crack underneath you. Um, I need you to roll me a constitution saving. Um, <laughs> I'm running over to her as I well to try and help her. a dragon. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. That's pretty good. You stand there on top of this, and as the crack comes towards you, it splits beneath your feet, and you see now there is like some pieces of that fluid beneath you, and it is completely frozen over. If you would have gotten touched by this, it would have been not fun, right? But very clearly, it is a show of stop fucking with me. <laughs> I am here to broker things with you and your kind if you wish to malign the intent and positive influence that your master has in this situation. He I... is not my master. Then speak as if you are an equal and not a worm. I am a servant of Lady Demia and you will not speak to me this way. If only you could have mustered the courage to say that first, snivering fool, your tiny frame is imperceivably small in comparison to the intent from which you give me this name. I have failed her, and I will not again. All I ask is for honesty, and you omit and omit and omit. I try to make deals, I try and play politics. This is what I hate about most. Whenever I try and be forthright, clear, clean in my words, every time there is someone like you to twist them between me, speak not in riddles. Why have you failed? This is your final warning. <laughs> Lilith will shift into her Shatterkai form. Are you happy? I do not like liars. It is not a lie. It is an honor. It is all I can do. I could not spare him. I could not spare her. So, she lives through me. Her eyes open, 
And it's almost as if she comes to a revelation. She says, You. (laughs) You. You cannot lie because you do not know your lie. Where do you come from? The space between. I don't know what you call it, but it's what I call it. You do not know your lie. I guess not. Because as far as I know, I have told you my truth. What is your first memory? Go deep into the branches of your mind, far beyond what you offer here. What is the first thing you remember? You do not know your lie. (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps you are the one that has been lied to. Vasago. She turns back to you, Val. Val flips the card back out and begins just playing with the deck. What subterfuge do you desire? For you or for Vintner? You come to me offering You come to me desiring. Mm -hmm. I have told you my limitations. I shall not be the first to make moves. Propose to me your intent, your plan, your desire. Make yours palatable to me. Lilith is going to chuckle and say, you think this man has a plan? That's a good point. Um, Plan is a strong word. Let's start here. Um... All I need from you is information. I don't need you to make a move. I don't need you to give up your position. I don't need you to show your hand in any way. I simply need a when, a where, for my friends and for Vintner. I take care of the rest. And who knows? I mean, if this goes well, you need help in the future, I'll be around. I meet with Vintner once every week. The meetings are short. They are boring. He says, nothing has changed. I ask, do you lie? And he says, no. She looks between the two of you and then back to Bandag and says, You do. How tall are you? What? Do my words? Uh, The translation from draconic to common is often weird. No, no, um, (laughs) it's just that. How are your height big? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Team B can never be too serious for too long. uh, (laughs) It's, um, I'm like 5'9". 
give or take, five How eight. How tall can you be? As you see me. Five eleven. You are almost too tall. She looks through the doorway beyond you. Standing there in the doorway, now none of you have seen this yet, there are like 50 guards standing in the atrium watching you all. Hello. She, she looks back and she says to one of the guards, give me your helmet. And he like points at himself and then the other two behind him just shove him forward <laughs> and he takes his helmet off and he passes it forward, uh, offering it to Veroglossiant. She looks towards you, Lilith, and says, Come here. Lilith will step forward. Bestow it to her. And the guard immediately hands you the helmet. What is this for? Put it on. Why? I need to see if it fits. <laughs> I think I see where you're going. I'll put it on. It's large, however, sweaty, and it smells. And it's fine enough. I meet with Vinner in three days. <laughs> All of you will be my personal guard. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. I cannot kill Vintner at this meeting because if he does not come back to Levitica, the people he reports to, they, they will find ways back to me. If he dies in my presence, mm -hmm. it is not good for me. I thought you hated liars. I am not lying. I am merely having you all there with me as I ask him questions. <laughs> and you seem to have a good idea of how to utilize that for your information. And by the way, I don't like being lied to, but I love using your strategies against you, moral. Valros smiles and kind of chuckles to himself. You're a very odd dragon. Do you play cards? You see her <laughs> eyes roll in her head and she just looks down at you and says, we are not friends, Vasago. No. I'm rarely friends with the people I play cards with, especially after. Make a persuasion check. Uh, 15 plus 7, 22. She rolled a 19. Ooh. Her charisma is her lowest score. <laughs> Hold on. She has a 22 strength, a 10 dex, 22 constitution, a 20 intelligence, 
an 18 wisdom, and a 12 charisma. Damn, I should have tried. I should have tried possessing her. <laughs> she rolled a 19. You got a 22. She says, Show me that we can be allies, and I won't play cards with you. Deal. I like your plan. We'll dress up. We'll hear what Vintner has to say. We will get the information directly from his mouth, and then we can move from there. Everybody roll me a perception check. Ten. Ten? Nine. Uh, four. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. And that one. I see. All right. Veroglasiand turns towards one of the sides of the room. And she looks down and says... Man, my words to Valros do not change my intent on your allegiance. You have two days to vacate the vicinity. You are not welcome in the Vero. And Arno is just kind of like sitting on the ground, trying not to bleed to death. And he just nods. Let me roll a confidence check for Arno. Actually, not bad. He looks up and he says, May, may I have uh, four? Just perhaps after your, your meeting, you can strip me of my rank and everything until then, but I, 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 I would like at least to allow myself to have a meeting with Val and Lilith and Bandag after your subterfuge. She responds back. The deed of the house will be in the name of Fasago again. You are a guest. You may have four. Thank you. Generous. She turns towards the guards at the back and she says, Pick up the corpses of your brethren. This trade is fair. Val and they all start walking away. Val extends a hand. I do not want to kill you, Visago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a, a handshake. It's a human custom to seal a deal. Normally, Nefreya would shake hands for me. I do not want to kill you because my appendages are not small enough to not crush you in this gentle way. Fair. How about just like a... <laughs> How about just like an air high five? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that yeah. would go over. <laughs> um, fair. Um, I will do a, a small bow. They bow back. Um, a pact, then. A pact. Very well. Three days? 
She looks over at Arno and then to Orion. Three days. Um, if you need us, we'll be at the house. She kind of like mulls in over something in her mind for a moment, and she just says, I did not expect this to go this way. What did you expect? I expected to need retaliation, but I think all three of you will be interesting in your own way. Sleep well tonight. In three days, we call the wolf. This dragon pushes off the side of the inside of this room. And all of you are blasted back 10 feet, uh, except for Val, who is incorporeal. Um, and you watch as this dragon's form twists and molds itself into an arrow and flies towards the mountains to the north. Once it's about 80 feet away, yeah. Val's whole bravado drops like, holy shit! <laughs> oh, good job, guys! <laughs> Woo! Okay, let's go home! You are the luckiest son of a bitch I have ever met in my <laughs> life! <laughs>